Right. All right, my friends, welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shapers. And I am Paulette Ristini, and we are well into our fifth year of doing this video podcast. And that's so exciting for me. And I still get so excited by all the people I get to meet and share with you, people who are movers and shakers and magical creators and uh, like myself and like so many of you. And I am your transformational lifestyle coach for creative women who are on the verge of becoming, becoming more, becoming expanded and living the life of your dreams. And so the people I get to bring to you are people who are making change, who are creating change, who are making magic and making a difference in the world, as well as living the life of their dreams and being of service to their people. And that's really exciting for me and you uh, as we get to share and network and expand our curiosity. I love that word curiosity, right? Right, Jenna? <laughs> so today I get to bring you Jenna Smith from Ontario, Canada. Hello. I'm so excited. Yay. Welcome, Jenna. How are you? <laughs> Good. I love these conversations. And I love, um, I've been talking a lot about business lately or like mental health or, but to talk about creativity and becoming is definitely uh, a fun space for me as a fellow creator, artist, folk. Yes. So, so you are multi-passionate as so many of us, which I love and I advocate for. I remember, I remember my dad used to say to me, Paulette, when are you going to do one thing? Mm. I'm like, it's not going to (laughs) happen. It's not going to happen. Why? Why? It's not all at once. You don't have to do them all at once. I remember being in my late teens when you're kind of supposed to figure out the thing. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was really into singing. And I was like, I'm going to be a singer. This is it. This is the plan. But um, I remember Barbara Share had a book called Refuse to Choose. And like many books, I don't read the whole thing. I just read what I need to and then move on. And uh, it was just that. It was just like, she talks about different types of multi-creatives and how like now as an entrepreneur, that's your, that's like your brand DNA to, to be like, I sing, I paint, I do animal communication. I'm a shaman, I, I'm a psychotherapist. And like all of them weave for me to be more of who I am and share more of my full self and my full spectrum of gifts with a human, with another human, which is much more enticing than perhaps just like we might think oh uh, one one person and then that you know what if that one person's like this is all I want to do this is all I want to focus on that's authentic to them awesome right that, them living their nature and that we we all are afforded the right to live for our nature towards our nature yeah and you know I don't I mean there was a time in my life when I thought now I can't think of the phrase um what's that phrase is like so many things master of none yeah jack of all trades master of none yeah Yeah. and I don't believe that yeah yeah I mean I think people that are searching and trying and not expressing their true selves that can happen 
-hmm. like where they're just hopping from thing to thing. Right. Yes. Yes. That's seeking, seeking in the external world. But when you're expressing, there's an alignment to it. There's an energy behind that expression. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about your path. Cool. Well, I'm in Southern Ontario, Canada. And I just said the, the, the weather was like amazing last week and now it's rainy and gray. Um, so I'm much more of a California type person, like sunshine, minimal bugs. Come on down, girl. Come on. Oh. It's like 80, 90 degrees out today. <laughs> so uh, so before COVID, I'll go backwards. <laughs> before COVID, I had I had I was in California literally right before it all bust out in March. So January, February, it was all across California seeking where would I rent my house for three months when I uh, leave my cottage here. So I own a cottage here and I never knew this life was possible. So in my teen years, um, I come from a lot of multi-generational trauma and just your, when your parents aren't quite adults. <laughs> and so you just feel alone and like you don't know how to do anything and there's just this intrinsic ins insecurity literally when you don't have adult adult people taking care of you and that's a lot more people than than one might think so we had, my dad was uh had bipolar and then my brother um sucked like he became a bully so he was a bully to me but he was just having his own um you know he's into marijuana a lot which one would say at this time is a drug but when you use it over like it does affect your brain when you're you're forming into all the things so his energy completely changed and so I just never felt like anywhere was safe and then developed a lot of like being the good girl being the smart one um I discovered I could sing like I was always singing in nature so like thank god I had nature and singing because that kept my spirit the ember alive. It didn't completely die. You know, when I work with some clients, like they're like, oh, I've always felt like life was dark and I've never, you know, it was like, oh, I had nature and I had singing to keep my soul a little bit fed um, all the way through. So when it, when I was dealing with all of that pain and trauma and stuff, it was like, I had some part of me that was like, okay, let's do this thing. Let's do this thing singing. But then I realized I was good at singing in front of people. Like I'd be singing in, in nature, like a little girl singing around Disney, Disney stuff. But then I sang, um, I asked my mom, I actually begged my mom for voice lessons, but I would sing off key. I would sing all off key because I wouldn't learn the notes. I'd get so excited. I would just start singing. <laughs> my mom's like, I mean, you're like, you can't, you're not really that good. Um, but once I learned the notes, I, which is a really good metaphor. <laughs> Once I just learned the notes, then I can direct all that passion and energy right. on the notes. Um, and I sang, and then the whole room, the energy of the, the energy in the room changed. And I was like, oh, oh, this is something, this is something, this is something I can do. So, so singing, and then I, I was in a car accident and um, withstood soft tissue tissue injuries all over my body and then couldn't sleep to repair. So I had developed something called fibromyalgia at age 15. So it's like your brain starts to stop working as well because you're dealing with all this pain all the time. And then you're not getting stage three and stage four sleep, which is the deep sleep, reparative sleep. Um, so that went on in more of like an acute state for 10 years. Oh of, my God. Yeah. Of, and some people never 
quite heal from it. So I'm pretty grateful I did find a path, but I met my Reiki master at age 15. So I had the car accident about a year later, met her through a mutual friend, through all these synchronicities back then. I was always, always tuned in and always interested in the deeper parts of life anyway. At a, such so a young at age 15, you started working with a Reiki master. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> See, when I was 15, I never would have known what that was. No, no, I know. And so, and I'm in a small town, so it's no different than the States in the small town in Canada. It's like, that's weird. You're weird. You're witchy. I'm going to pray love over it, you. Love <laughs> it. You know, like this is, I was like, how could this be devil work if it's healing? That made no sense to me. It was like, and it wasn't an affront to God. It was just a different form that God shows up, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so it was really interesting to, to kind of be a closeted, energy person, but it made the most sense to me. So that led to uh, wanting to get the F out of a small town and go to a city <laughs> because I wanted to sing. And I just was like, I gotta get out of here. I don't belong here. And what I mean by that was I, I didn't belong in like, I didn't like gossip. I didn't like, uh, not being able to truly like express myself without fear of like what people are going to think. I just was still really bound by those fears. So I was like, the idea of a city felt amazing. Um, and so I went to York university for music, but all the while I'm learning all this, I'm doing personal development, reading books and meeting mentors. And, and that was, um, I loved being at university. So like singing and just felt like, Oh, here I am. Like, this is, this is, this is it. <laughs> in a, in a university that makes sense that all the while, like developing spiritually and, and healing from my past. So I'm still dealing with chronic pain at times, still dealing with trauma stuff. Um, but all these things are helping me. And I just kept wanting to be better. I just kept wanting to be more expressed and wanting to be better, wanting to be more expressed and wanting to be better. So, you know, something would work for a while or be the need at the time. And then it would like, oh, okay, but what, but you know, there's, there's something else. So you can feel really good and aligned in your life. Like here's my passion, but how do I pay rent and how do I be in the <laughs> world? Right. Like, so, oh, okay. I'm starting to feel better, but I'm still 40 K in debt from my music degree, which isn't like a, oh, I'm going to go make a lot of money with a music degree. So I, I found my way into personal training because you have to look hot when you're a singer. Like that was the programming I, <laughs> I had. So I'm in the gym all the time. And then people just started asking me questions like, how do you do this? How do you do that? And I thought, oh, maybe I can make money doing this and, and do good. <laughs> it was actually really easy. And it's so funny because I grew up a little overweight from being um, my brother's bullying was very emotionally damaging. So I did a lot of emotional eating, but also the pain. I couldn't actually be very physical with and, and get money from the insurance companies. So the insurance companies make you stay sick in order to get money to stay better. It's so strange. Like if they see you out and about frolicking around with your friends, but you can still be in pain and still not sleep and still have brain issues, they would take away your funding of whatever you needed. So once we finally settled out 10 years later, I was able to emancipate from that energy of needing to prove I am injured to get the money I need for my continued care. Um, so that's like a whole thing. If anyone has chronic pain, like it's, it was so amazing to just be like, okay, enough of this crap. Like mm -hmm. what do I need to heal? So, so, so fitness on energy work and healing past trauma and all of them were coming together, going to my own counselor, 
and um, then just finding my way, like when singing in the music business and being owned by a company weren't very appealing. Um, it was like, okay, personal training. Okay. Then I was working with a shamanic mentor. So I met him doing healing work at a music festival, like synchronous. So my teachers have always come to me. Right. I haven't really ever been like, I'm Googling. I wasn't Googling Reiki. I wasn't like, everything came to me. My teachers showed up for me and oh, I need to put your spirit back in your body and learn learned the, the ways of shamanism and going direct to spirit and connecting to nature. It just made so much sense to me being raised Roman Catholic, like, okay, this guy has all the answers and you got to just follow. Didn't you're right. Oh yeah. yeah. I was never, raised Catholic too. No. Right. It definitely just was like, no, this isn't right. But to be part of everything and to respect everything and that everything has medicine and also the bad stuff isn't bad necessarily if you choose to suffer and, and, and maintain your weakness right it's your choice yeah yeah but it's also transmutable and I love what you say in your website you say be a creator not a reactor yeah like that's what we can be absolutely yeah the reactions are old programming and lack of um resources so the method I eventually came up with is called the resourcing method re-sourcing because our body intelligence, our heart intelligence, our spirit, and it doesn't matter your, your road to spirit doesn't matter. It's many rivers to the same ocean. I like to say like how spirit wants to work with you. Spirit will speak your language. It's whatever lights you up. It's whatever makes sense to you. It's whatever enlivens you is your spirit. And, um, these are resources we weren't really taught as human beings. We were taught a lot of stuff but to really be a, a powerful human being, not so much. So that's what I, like my whole quest was really. And then once I figured it out for myself, obviously it's an ever evolving journey once, but there's a, there's a, there's a tipping point where you're like, I know I'm enough. I know I have all the answers if I need them, when I need them. Okay. I know I'm not alone in the universe, figuring it all out on my own. Like when you know, these resources palpably, it's such a game changer. And then you, now you can be a creator. Now you can start participating in creation and, and surrendering your ego mind for a creation stream for you, because sometimes that's even cooler and with a lot more ease and it just feels better. I mean, uh, maybe your listeners would get this, but like, we do feel like we have to hang on to our, what we want in our dreams. Like we feel like if we surrender them, we might not get what we want. Oh yeah. Total but masculine way of gripping and hanging on right yeah like I no, I can't get I can't surrender this but I really want this we think that that creation like if you think of about a, a really healthy parent they want the best for their kids if creation's dream for us is like to be our fullest expression would we not have all the tools and capabilities to be our fullest expression now saying that that's a luxury your you know survival needs have to be met um, certain, certain things need to be in place to start to be able to co-create. So it's really a luxury, but a lot of people that have their needs met are suffering from overthinking and suffering from not hearing their voice and suffering from the noise. Mm -hmm. So they're suffering. Overthinking. overthinking. <laughs> How many of you out there overthink things? <laughs> it's oh. so it's so pervasive. I was such an overthinker and my shaman mentor, his name is Chris. Like he's not, he's, he, you know, it, like his lineage is a whole other story, but 
um, my lineage shamanically is I'm Celtic. Um, I'm from Celtic roots and my dad could speak to animals and connect to nature deeply. Um, yeah. So, and my, my family has lots of different things with other creatives, other creators and different, um, medicine people. And then I, I learned multiple different continents of South American and Peru. Um, Mandaza is from Zimbabwe, like different traditions and speaking to different mentors and just weaving, weaving the truth of the earth. Like we have a shared earth and shamanism has been shared on every continent. It's has so many cohesive truths about the four directions and, and, and they, they didn't have the internet. <laughs> it's like spirits, the original internet, right? Like that to me is proof, which is pragmatic. Right. And I think that's just so amazing. I mean, it's the same thing with so many of the uh, different parts of different cultures, you know, just as in the dance. And so I've studied dance for all my life and, mm. and every culture has a similar dance. And how did that happen? Right. That's for humans. It's our, it's our expression. It's, yeah. I took care of a baby squirrel, you know, don't go picking up baby squirrels. Cause like their moms are taking care of them, but this one was on the side of the road and my intuition's like, go grab it. And, um, I didn't know how to take care of a baby squirrel. And so I'm like Googling, but I'm like, wait, I have an intuition. And I'm like in this like real deal, full presence, taking care of this baby squirrel. But what I saw was nature teaching it without a mom. It started to learn how to jump it would hide its little nut. So I'd give it a nut. And then um, within a week I had it on solid food. Like the, the, it grew so fast, it evolved so fast and no one was telling it what to do. It didn't have to read a book. And it would go and, and hide the nut, like scurry away with it. And I thought it was just playing. But then when I came to feed it, it's milk again, like the like kitten formula and there's, you're not like, anyway, there's, if there's like re rehabilitation, they're like, you're not supposed to feed it that it was fine. Um, they came and got the nut. Like, it's like, oh, it's mealtime. So I'm watching this. I'm like, oh my God, like how much we forgot wow. to trust, to trust our nature. Now we have a kind of an unnatural life, but our intuition is getting upgrades all the time. Like our, like if we learn to just tune in more, right. we would be amazed over time it takes time like you gotta you gotta give it time so eventually i um found my way to being an online entrepreneur working with people all over the world um having that freedom made total sense so, to me okay so let's stop there so so you found your way to be an online entrepreneur so tell me about that yeah so i uh this was like life coaching wasn't really a big thing. Maybe it was in California. This was 2009. And I'd already done two a psychotherapy degree, the Reiki, the this, that, and personal training. So like I have all these pieces, but none of it was fitting together. I had a bit of a temper tantrum with God where I'm like, WTF, <laughs> doing everything right. <laughs> like what? I was pissed. And then three months later, um, I met my ontological coaching mentor. So ontological coaching is, is where we come to creator. It's, um, it's like the ones and zeros of you're the projection, you're the projection machine and your life is the projection. Um, but you got to fix it from here. You got to fix it from your relationship to reality itself back down all the way at creator creator codes. And, and it's easy. We all can do it. It's revealed in our language. It's easy it's not always easy. It's easy when you're good at it. <laughs> it's easy for me now, <laughs> but with the beginning, it's like, 
oh my gosh, there's just ways to do this and to be a creator. So I, I did a two-year coaching, coaching training, um, you know, 15 hours a, a week, two transformational weekends, very immersive. It was such a, such a gift. And he's never teaching it again. It was his last year of teaching coaches for 19 years. And it was when Skype was a thing. And I was meeting this, yeah, right. It was, I was meeting this guy. I don't know on Skype from California because my music agent was like, you know, you should really talk to this guy. So they were three months into their coach training already talking to him. And he's like, you know, you should really consider this coach training. Like you have this, you have that, you have that. But I hear like, you don't know how to put it all together. And blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> and what was great about him is one, I could feel his email. When his email came in, I could feel that there was energy behind it. It wasn't just heady, blah, blah. And he wasn't just trying to make a sale because his group was already full. And it was already three months in. It was just the me joining, but he offered to other people in the coaching group, if they hear this podcast, he offered to have me pay after because I did not have the money to pay him. I just quit my job. I just moved because I was like burning down all the bridges of stuff that wasn't working anymore. And I just felt it in my body. So I burned it all down, not knowing what was going to come. And, uh, and he's like, yeah, pay me when you start getting clients, which I did. So, um, I, I like, but picture this, right? Like I'm 29. I'm like going onto a Skype call with a group of people I've never met. I've got like, I've just talked to this guy this morning and he's like, we start tonight at Tuesday, Tuesday night. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I was so scared. I was so nervous <laughs> going in. But I said, yes. And so it isn't just about the things come to me, but I said, yes. And I think some people might overthink it. Mm -hmm. Um, Discernment is huge. But so that was what brought me to coaching. And then it was so easy because one, it was just all of me coming in a form that had a lot of freedom to do it online and not, I didn't like the idea of having a bunch of clients come into an office and I'm just sitting in this chair all day. And then, and then I go watch Netflix or like, that wasn't a dream life for me at all the flexibility of online business wasn't also a story at the time. Like not a lot of people were doing it and people were very confused by me. They're like, what do you, so how do you get paid? So you like, you meet online, like, how do you do that? How does that work? And they could, they just couldn't, they couldn't see it. So, um, so that was done as 29, I'm 40 now. And so the, from 29 to now it was, it was just about refinement. Like, the first three years of really refining, okay, I'm not just an ontological coach. I'm not just a shaman. I'm not just a psychotherapist and creator and personal trainer, but like all of the things coalescing. So who's Jenna, what am I teaching, working with clients, discovering more through their results and their relationship to reality, and then coming up with the resourcing method of just what works of why self-development spiritual development isn't working for some people Mm. because we're mind dominant. And we're trying to understand everything from the wrong tool. But if we can learn these resources, which everybody can do, the body, the body connection, and people are learning bits of them, but how they all come together. So you can, you can live and be your own source, like how to self-source, how to not outsource your truth, how to have us like, I call it unconditional confidence, because once you know, you're your source you're participating with source all the time. Like you're not, you're not alone with that. Um, the, the confidence you have, isn't about, uh, the same confidence I have as a singer. I know when I put in a certain amount of hours of practice, I'm going to rock that show because I put in the hours, 
but, but human being confidence, unconditional confidence, like my worth and my path are like, they're, they're untaintable because I'm here, you know, there's like this, this, that's not questionable. There's a certain shift that happens that I, I work with my clients on creating that shift so that they never go back. Once you, once you've hopped into that, you don't want to go back, but you also right. kind of, yeah, no going backwards. No. So tell me about your singing. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I was uh, planning to be a big deal and <laughs> big deal. What are you talking about? I don't, but you know, like I'm, I'm really quite good. And so <laughs> you guys will hear me soon. Um, I, I just was like, I'm, I, I, I didn't give it up, but I put it to the side while I was working on my business and just did it for fun. And then in 2016, I, I sat down and I do this new year's ritual every new year's for years. It's just so much better than getting drunk and waking up hungover. And so I sit in a vision, I go over the year before and I go vision. And I, when I say vision, I have a blank screen. I'm like, Oh, what's my vision for this year? And I let it come to me. Mm-hmm. It's different. I think people, when they do their vision, they're injecting what they want onto the vision. But I, I like to sit and be a receiver and I just saw the lights and I felt the feeling of being on the stage, the feeling of the lights, like, and the feeling of the audience. And so I, and so I'm like, okay, speaking and singing. And so now I had this whole thought leadership little package. And, uh, within a year I was asked to be a keynote speaker and I combined singing and speaking and storytelling and teaching this kind of stuff in like a 90 minute to two hour thing. So it was like, it happened pretty fast of like, okay, and now I'm going to speak at this event. So my, my journey with singing is now over the past two years, I've been working with Celine Dion's vocal coach, Dr. William Riley, and he's indigenous roots as well. So it's really interesting because we're speaking about the voice that the, the spiritual development of singing, I'm sure with any artistic thing and how it is paralleling living the most authentic human being life possible in alignment with spirit is the same. Like your voice is in one place. There's no up or down. Um, you can't power your way to a high note. You just can't, you have to, you have to focus and surrender. And it's like this alive vulnerability when you're doing it right. Cause if you're thinking, how's this note going to go? You're not you're not there. In the well, I totally know what you're talking about. I mean, because I play music and sing to uh, a different kind of genre, but yeah, um, but it is. It's like I'm going to try to get there, and if I don't surrender, all it's just forced. And we don't want to move that way, especially as women. We want to move with that beautiful divine feminine honor and grace and you know, vulnerability and surrender and yeah. The logic of creativity of sharing yourself, your voice, your story, the story of the song without walls is so, it makes you become like, if you, there's a reason we pay millions of dollars to these actors because they've done the work to strip it all away. And now they're on stage on these big cameras where there's nothing between them and you. Right. And that's why, you know, people are like, well, why do they get to so, go so much money? Like the process of doing that is humongous. It is, it is ginormous. And so 
being being a singer so the the thing now is like to be my own vocal potential so like i was like okay ultimately i want to i want to know when i sing a song yes that's my full vocal potential and then met william riley through synchronicities it's like who's i just was like who's somebody dion's vocal coach just out of like hmm <laughs> you know if i'm gonna get a vocal coach who's that and uh ended up meeting trying to find him this guy you could not find him online and met another one of his students who was in Sweden. She teaches spiritual mastery courses called Av the Avatar Program. Her and I have this whole like jam fest talk. And then she just messaged <laughs> me on WhatsApp and connects us on WhatsApp. And um, his name's the same name as my dad and William. And, and so it was just like, <laughs> just so interesting. Um, and now we're good friends too. Like we right. really just like chat and stuff. But so, so I, uh, where I'm going with singing is one for it to not feel forced that it is part of this vision from within that it's emerging from from within me um but I see myself singing at sound healing events and other transformational events and um using music which has it how it's always been used to circumvent the mind in this mind dominant world of spiritual and self-development become very mind dominant so to add music to mm -hmm. add sound to um, do it in a pop music kind of way so it's not a 10 minute sound bath song necessarily like we might have those two that might emerge as this is this meditation to go into the void um but it'll be like a, a well-written song like a pop song like Coldplay, like all these songs beatles and like the, all of these songs that resonate truth because it's come from the truth through them um so that's the that's the vision so that's why i was in california i was going to be um lisa nichols i met her at an event and i said hey i'm doing this thing like can i sing at your event and then i'll i'll do it for free but i i would love like a testimonial and to be able to use the footage so uh, you know that can be picked up again um but I'm so far for two years, I've been in my cottage, <laughs> in my cottage by Lake Huron with my cats. <laughs> so I feel really like a witchy woman. <laughs> and you are. <laughs> a very deep, spiritual, beautiful witchy woman. <laughs> That's funny, that archetype, right? Like the, the spiritual woman with her cats in the wood. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> It's just funny. It's just funny. So I am, uh, yeah, see clients all over the world. And what's been beautiful is I was really freaked out when COVID happened. And then like always people just found me and they were the right one at the right time and knew I was the person. And, um, that frequency of there's a certain point, like your business is its consciousness. There's a consciousness. Once your business comes through, that is it is its own entity that runs itself. It's and so trusting that, re-leaning re into that and knowing I can trust this entity that is my business and um, and be in service to it, if that makes sense. So it isn't about, I have to make my business run. <laughs> that shit never works for me. <laughs> well, and, and I mean, I think that's one of the hardest things for a lot of entrepreneurs is like, we got to make it work. We got to make it work. And it's like, no, you got to make you, you have to make you work, you know, from here. And then of course there's all the 
there's all there's, that. We do. There's the stuff. aspects and there's the mindfulness and then there's the action steps and, you know, it, it's a lot of, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff and where I'm not diminishing the journey because I'm like at your, you know, if I started psychotherapy, I was 26, I'm 40 now. And then I did the coach training, I was 29 to 31. I've been doing this a while. Like before that I was doing Reiki at 15 and, but you know, personal training is, is such a random sidestep. That was, it was so great. Cause I had my own hours and I learned how to sell packages and the clients changed. They didn't just change their bodies. They changed because they were hanging out with me every week, one to three times. And that was what, well, as that was when I was like, oh, I should be a therapist. This is something I could really do is something that was legitimate that mattered to me too. Well, and how beautiful that you found that at such a young age, mm -hmm. you know, your, your needs and experiences had you search for answers and I mean, it's beautiful. It's great. You know, and life is different for all of us at different ages. <laughs> hundred percent. Like I, I, I jokingly, so I just turned 40 on March 18th and I, I joke that I've been waiting to be 40 since I was 16. Like, it's like, this has been like the age that makes the most sense for me <laughs> to like, Hey, let me just tell you, it just gets better. I am going to be 65 this year. Amazing. I believe you. Like and I is an incredible journey mm. and, and I never stop learning and I never stop stopping and, uh, mm -hmm. well, that's a good thing. So I, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. I stop a lot. I'm like, uh, I'll be like my friends and I, my friends know me well enough to know like, Oh, that, you know, Jenna's just going to go left if she needs to go left. I'm like, but isn't that wonderful? I have friends that aren't like, Oh, you just do what you want to do. And like, I, they get me, I get them. <laughs> you, I can be me. But yeah, when I, when I'm like, Oh, well, stop. I stop when the, when the river stops going, I just stop. Well, and I, that's so important. It's so important. No, but sometimes I don't stop and I go, I go a little too far down the wrong river and I'm like, Oh shit. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, we have to stop to listen. Yes. Listen in and then keep the momentum so you can keep going. But, but if you don't stop to listen, you're not going to hear what you're your, you know, spirit or source or God or higher self or whatever you want to call it is talking to you and get the downloads and know what's next. And, you know, and that's, of course, what makes my job as a coach and yours so fantastic and rewarding is that we help to guide people to those truer, truer pieces of themselves. And to hold the space, like there's a few different elements to that, like for your listeners, like there's, when we say stop, like we can hold space for another human and then help them and train to that frequency faster. And then once you've experienced it for yourself, just like any good teacher, like my voice teacher, once he shows me how to do something at first, I'm like my, my brows furrowed and I'm not breathing and I'm trying to learn it. But once I, once I feel it in my own bones, because he's guided me, I can do it again and again and again. Well, I can't wait to hear you sing. I want to hear you <laughs> sing. I'll send you a recording. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how we can entrain with our being, right? Like 
to go seven layers down almost like like when we say stop first all you're going to hear is the noise and just keep sinking down almost like a pebble dropping down like just give yourself the space mm -hmm. yeah just sit for that long and because i see this all the time when people are just like i'm sitting and they're just <laughs> they're still but their head is like let it calm it'll calm on its own it'll calm on yeah. its own but yeah so yeah singing is definitely coming into the future and then uh, i'm building um a studio in my garage so that i just i just feel like the environment feels like it matters to me like it felt like i was procrastinating but i like no it really matters to me I have this big space and i'm going to put a skylight in and just feel like okay now i'm now i'm in creator mode not just like <sighs> mode and um so youtube videos and all that kind of stuff and live events is really what i'm excited about but i'm also open to the keynote talks that are digital that are like really well done because the tech is catching up in a post-covid online world oh, like tech is becoming amazing at first i was like everybody get off lion this is my world <laughs> oh no it's inundated now oh yeah it's like yeah but it like, gives us these vehicles to get like right we're doing what right now i'm talking I know, about i love it love it mm -hmm. i'm incredibly grateful for these opportunities and so what do you have to say what's your final inspiration for our people i am going to say that it's not your fault if you can't get this and that you just haven't been taught mm. so if you're doing the spiritual work and you're doing all the doings it just it's just just keep going because your your own spirit is going to to lay the train tracks and it's going to show you but don't make it mean you're doing it wrong mm. that you're wrong that is not what it means if you're not seeing results yet just keep going and know that that can't possibly be true ever that you're wrong this must mean, oh, it's not for me. No, your, your deepest, truest vision is for you. Otherwise you wouldn't have it. Right. So receive more and strive mm -hmm. less and to let the receiving catch up with you. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. And, uh, you hear that my friends <laughs> listen to Jenna. Nice <laughs> words there. <laughs> so good. Well, Jenna, thank you for spending some time with me. Thank you. Uh, it's so good to meet you and get to know more about you. And I love your journey and I love the work that you're doing. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of um, similarities in our work. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Well, but I'm in California. Hey, I'm down here. <laughs> I'm down here. All right, my friends, I will give you all of Jenna's contact information so you can check in with her uh, or check in with me at www.paulettereesdennis.com. I am Paulette, and this is Heart and Hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shakers, bringing you people who are creating magic and making change and bringing goodness to our world to make it just a more joyful and better place to live. Thanks for being here. Always, always leave your comments, ask questions, uh, direct message either one of us with whatever you're thinking. And until we meet again, many blessings. Mwah.